it takes strength to dream. I imagine it's that same strength that leads people to say, I love you first. Those three vulnerable words, wrapped in heartstrings, whispered. Because what could be is too good to keep quiet about. It takes strength to choose joy. It takes strength to push the covers off our weary bodies morning after morning. To plant our weary feet on solid ground and look for signs of beauty. It takes strength to remember that we are not alone, but the story starts with bone of bone and flesh of flesh. That feels like so long ago. Oh yes, it takes strength to dream. I imagine that's why many choose not to. For it would be far easier to simply sleep, but there are always those who dream, those who are up at night picturing what could be because this world is too good not to. So we say, I love you. We push the covers off. We find solid ground. We look for beauty and we dream, we dare to dream. We dare to dream. And of course, we're not really talking about the dreams that we dream in the middle of the night, although sometimes that can be a daring uh, adventure as well. Uh, what, we're, what we're talking about are those, those things that we dare to believe might be possible. What we're talking about is, is the courageous hope of a world uh, as it should be. And God invites us to be dreamers, courageous, bold, daring dreamers. And at their best, our dreams are rooted in God's dreams. Because God looks at this world and knows what it is supposed to be, knows what it was created to be. And God holds out that dream to us and invites us to participate in that dream becoming a reality. Will we live generously? Will our love overflow its banks and spill out onto others? Will we stand up to injustice? Will we have deep compassion for the marginalized? In other words, will we be the hands and the feet and the voice and the presence of Jesus in the world? When we are those things, then God's dreams become reality in this world. And this morning, one of our lectionary texts reminds us that if we are going to do that, if we're going to live out God's dreams for the world and be the presence of Christ wherever we are, we almost certainly are going to need to do some preparing, some preparation work. And so in today's sermon, which is a little different uh, here during Advent, we are, uh, during these four weeks, breaking up this time into three chunks, reflection, discussion, and action. Reflection, where I share a few thoughts, much shorter than normal. Uh, 
And then I invite us into a discussion together. Today, we'll do that through the chat window. Last week, we broke into groups, but we're gonna do the discussion today through the chat window. And then action, how might we respond? And I'm gonna offer one way, one kind of prayer that we're gonna to practice together as a way of responding to this. So let's get to one of the lectionary texts for this Advent Sunday, it's Isaiah 40. And it says this, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall be made level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So again, the second week of Advent, Advent meaning coming or arrival, which begs the question, the arrival of what or of whom? Well, as uh, the famous Ricky Bobby said, Advent, of course, is the arrival of baby Jesus, right? We, uh, we remember in this season the birth of Christ all those years ago, coming in the most unsuspecting and vulnerable way that one could come. And so, yes, Advent is about looking back to that nativity. But here's the thing. Christians for centuries have seen this season of Advent as a time really of three Advents, not just one, but three. As we already just mentioned, of course, baby Jesus. So we have this first coming of Christ 2,000 years ago. We certainly remember that here during this season, but we also look ahead with hope to a future coming, a future arrival of Christ in a day when finally all things will be made new and right and whole. That's the second advent. And the third is a coming of Christ right now. You see, Advent is the mystery of God coming to us, knocking on the door of our lives every moment. Advent is the reminder that each day is pregnant with the possibility of Christ's arrival. Or as Isaiah puts it, it is Advent is the the revealing of the glory of the Lord. That's fancy biblical speak, Bible language, the glory of the Lord for the dreams of God, the ways of God, the coming of God in fullness. That is a glorious thing when love and justice reign. And Isaiah says there's a day, and that day isn't just far, far, far away. But that day is also now when the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all shall see it together. But again, as Isaiah, the same passage also reminds us, there is preparing to do for this, this coming, this coming right now. 
And the passage that we read begins with a voice crying out. In other words, there's someone shouting, uh, like we talked about last week. Someone trying to get people to wake up and not fall asleep, but to listen. Uh, listen, because there is some preparing to do. And the metaphor here that's used is really quite beautiful. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level. And the rough places a plain. God is coming into our lives, into the world now. And yet Isaiah makes clear that there seems to be some terrain that is uneven, rough, overgrown. There is a wilderness that has taken root in our heart. Isaiah is acknowledging that for many, if not all of us, internally, we are not always ready to receive Christ when he arrives. There are uneven mountains and impassable valleys. It's as if a landslide is blocking the road. There are things in us that keep God from being able to enter. And so a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. What would it mean in your life to prepare the way? What might need to be removed from the road, cleared off in order for God to have a highway to your heart? I think it takes courage to ask those questions. Because if you ask those questions, you may find <laughs> that there are some things that have kind of grown up, you know, in your heart. A wilderness has kind of developed. There are things that you have chosen or allowed to take root. But there are things that have just kind of seemed to sneak their way in. But they're keeping you from being able to receive, being able to be open to the coming of Christ in your life. And so I know it takes courage to ask, is there anything blocking the road? But if we ask that question, and if we do what might be needed to prepare the highway to our heart, then something remarkable happens. And it's captured in one of our other lectionary texts for this Advent Sunday. This is Psalm 85. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. 
Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him. And by the way, in the Old Testament here in this passage, fear doesn't mean a cowering, you know, terrified fear. The word here in Hebrew is much more of an awe, a reverence, an acknowledgement of the, the greatness of God that, yeah, might also make your knees wobble a little bit, but not in, not in a cowering, terrified fear, in one of awe. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory, and there's that word again, his glory may dwell in the land. God's dreams would dwell in the land. God's love and justice would dwell in the land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. What happens when we make straight the highway for God? When we fill in the, the valleys and we cut down the hills and we level out our heart, when we open it up, Psalm 85 is reminding us that when we do that, when we turn to him in our hearts, God speaks peace to us. Steadfast love and faithfulness will embrace in us. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. All of the things that we long for, that our hearts ache after, find themselves in us when we turn to him in our hearts, when we open ourselves up, when we prepare the way, when we make straight in the desert a highway for our God. In other words, we are changed and so is the world. And so the invitation, of course, is to prepare today. That's the, the theme of this Sunday. And in doing so, we find peace. We lit that candle earlier. So there's a bit of reflection to get us started here this morning. But remember, there are three parts here on these Advent Sundays. The other two, discussion, and the third, action. We'll get to the action in a few moments. But I want to invite us into a discussion. And to do that, uh, there are a couple of ways you can engage here over these next few minutes. I'm going to throw a couple of questions up on the screen. And again, the chat window is open and would love to have anyone and everyone share a thought, an idea, offer um, whatever's kind of stirring in their mind. Uh, if you don't want to do that, that's okay. Maybe there are other people in your household with you. You could just have a conversation with them. That would be great. If you're feeling really bold, uh, you could unmute yourself. Maybe you're not so much wanting to type it in a chat window, but say it out loud. That would be beautiful. You can just go ahead and unmute yourself. Um, but a couple of questions uh, that we can 
maybe reflect on together here for a moment, have a bit of a conversation about. And the first one uh, is this. So get your fingers ready for typing. What do you imagine someone's life would look like if they were prepared for the arrival of God in the everyday? What would you see would be true about them? How would they act? What would they do? What do you think someone's life looks like? when they're prepared, when they're attentive to, when they're open to the arrival of God in the everyday. Reflect on that a second. And then again, would love to have a bit of a Zoom conversation uh, as it goes here in that chat window. Yep, and you're gonna find there are really no wrong answers here or to say there's no one right answer that we're looking for, right? So these are already beautiful, showing kindness, absolutely. Being hospitable and generous, without question. Uh, clear signs of uh, a heart that has prepared its way. Yeah, you're attuned to others' needs always open to relationship. And those, so we're, we're noticing that a lot of what this would look like would be um, outwardly focused. But then Kevin, great, looking also inward, we would be content, mm -hmm. surrendered. Yeah, that's beautiful and great. Forgiving quickly and turning the other cheek. Yeah, Alyssa being here present. I think that is uh, uh, a sign of someone who is open to the coming of Christ. Living with a sense of urgency, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Grushka is sacrificing. Kind of, again, being, being attentive to who is out there and where the needs are. Uh, Deb listening, but not shouting. That's right. Mm, thanks, Sarah, for kite seeing God in everyone, something we've been trying to think about a little bit here as a community the last couple months. Yeah. He's attentive to this best. These are beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. I love it. So good. So that list is helpful in a variety of ways. You know, as I am just kind of having that list, seeing that list scroll through, uh, one of the things that happens for me is I, I often bump up against one of those and, and think to myself, am I that way? <laughs> is that fruit, if we want to call it that, present in my life right now? And that really leads into the next question. You know, how might a person prepare the way for the Lord? What are things we can do to prepare ourselves so that our lives look like that list that you all just created? Um, how do we make a straight highway through the wilderness of our heart? And um, as you're answering this, um, 
you can just think generally what, what can human beings do, or maybe you have some personal experience of something you've done that helps prepare the way and open your heart uh, to, to Christ in the everyday. What do you think about this one? Thanks, Lene, for getting us started being still. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Todd's grandma. Appreciate that. Maybe, maybe helpful uh, in certain instances. Certainly, the scriptures are a gift to us in preparing the way. I assume that's what she was thinking of there. Yes, we are being still and then we have slowing down, refusing the pressure to be fast, right? Again, both of those things saying the same thing or at least similar things in different ways. It's so important. Practice living selflessly and giving generously. So imagine Kroendijk, you're kind of thinking that you've, you've got to actually do it. You've got to try it, practice it. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Less of us. So those two things are connected, Deb, you and the Kroendijks. Appreciate that, the Grushkas. Yep. Having an honest, honest look at what, uh, what is filling up our lives and asking if it's uh, allowing a highway for God's arrival or something else. It's good. Yeah, I appreciate that the laws. So we're seeing this, this common theme here or repeated idea again that we have to stop. We got to step out of the madness of life, the quick paced always on. And if we don't, it's going to be really hard um, to prepare for that often still small voice uh, that comes to us. Christ. That's great. Any others? These are beautiful. Hmm. Well, proving once again that the collective wisdom of a community is greater than any individual's wisdom. And so thanks for sharing in that. Let's move We've done these first two now. Let's move into this third piece of action. Uh, this is uh, what, what we mean by this today. What action means today is you taking a step or two to prepare, to make straight the highway. And um, to do that, I think most of us, um, probably need to do actually a bit of personal reflection. We need to be still for a moment. So I wanna invite you everyone to grab a piece of paper or a note on their phone, or uh, if you're really a person who does well up here and can kind of hold on to ideas and not be distracted, then just be reflective for a moment. 
but let me offer a couple of questions for your reflection here. What is one barrier for thinking of this landside metaphor or an overgrown wilderness? What's one barrier that needs to be cleared away, let go of? Someone had mentioned surrender as a critical posture. And I, I wonder, as you reflect on this, can you summarize whatever it, whatever it is that needs to be cleared away in a word or a phrase? And then the other question would be, what is one thing that you need to receive? If, if, if the way does get cleared a little bit, what do you need from God? And again, you know, can you summarize that into a word or a phrase? And there's no pressure to do that, but it may be helpful for the, the next part that we're going to practice together. So I'm just going to be quiet, give you a few moments here to reflect on these questions and to write down anything that comes to mind. So perhaps uh, there are some things that started to become clear for you. And it, again, there's no right or wrong here. Um, but what I want to invite us to do is to move into a prayer. And it's going to take those things that we were just reflecting on and integrate them. Uh, you, you perhaps have heard of, of breath prayer, which has many different forms to it. But for centuries, if this sounds new age to you, it's, it's very old age. For centuries, Christians have been practicing various forms of breath prayer. And I think probably part of the reason is because everyone alive has breath. There's a quality. It's available to all. And it's always with us, of course. Not, not, not a few seconds go by before we again are breathing in and out. And again, lots of forms of breath prayer. What we're going to do today, I'll lead us through this. Um, as we breathe in, I'm, I'm just going to, I want to invite you to say to yourself, whatever it is that you need today. That, that will be the word or the phrase that you were maybe just reflecting on. What do you need today? And that would be the word you would say to yourself or the phrase you would say to yourself as you inhale. 
as you exhale, as you breathe out, you're going to breathe out whatever it is that needs to be let go of, cleared away, surrendered. So the inhale is what you need and the exhale is what you want to let go of. God, I need courage. I let go of fear, for example. We're gonna take a number of breaths here in a row and no, this is not going to be 10 minutes long. If, if you're maybe a little bit of anxiety, like how long is he going to make me do this? Uh, it really is going to be fairly brief just because of time. But I hope it's a taste of something that you could do at any point this week. This is the beauty of a prayer like this. You can do it anywhere at any time. So uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we turn off our cameras? I'll leave mine on. Um, but why don't we turn ours off? That way you don't have to worry, like, are people watching? No, just turn your camera off and then you can kind of be in your own space here for a moment. And that'll work well too. We're gonna move into a song after this. And so we can probably ask you to turn your video off for that anyway. And then I wanna invite you to find a comfortable position, a position where you can be attentive whatever that looks like for you. Often you'll hear someone say, putting your feet on the floor to kind of uh, connect yourself, uh, root yourself here in this moment, perhaps elongating your spine. Again, just putting yourself in an attentive posture, whatever it might be for you. Maybe it's lying down on the ground. Um, maybe it's sitting exactly like you were uh, on your couch. Find a position where you can be attentive. Rest your hands in your lap. And I invite you to slowly close your eyes. And don't worry about those words that you're gonna breathe in and out here for a moment. I just wanna invite you to just pay attention to your breath, just notice it. Every breath is a gift from God, including that one that you just took and the next one that's coming. And God meets us in this moment right now. And so for the next 60 to 90 seconds, as you take breaths in and out, on the inhale, ask for what you need. And on the exhale, let go of whatever it is that needs to be cleared away.
God is with us in this moment. God hears the words you are speaking. Let go of what you do not need to be carrying. And take in what God desires to give to you. Take one final deep breath in and one long exhale out. Together we say, amen.